Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I have had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID, COVID, and now in the expanded COVID period. Out of 220 podcasts to date, many of my guests have highlighted their commitment to help a variety of charitable and social impact agencies. Examples of two such organizations that have recently stood out to me include, first, the In From The Cold charity that Abir and Aya Al-Qadri from A to Z Liquidation support. They were my guests on episode 220. Second, the Brown Bagging for Calgary's Kids is just one charity that Matthew Andrade and his family business, Gentleman Rogue, are supporting. Matthew was my guest on episode 200. Take the time to consider donating to either one or both of these organizations. Brown Bagging for Calgary Kids can be found at bbck4.org and In From The Cold has a unique website, onesmallgift.ca. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Hello? Good afternoon, Rashad. Good afternoon, Alan. Welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Thank you. Thank this you for is, having me. Uh, this is our second attempt because I, I, you couldn't hear me, and I, so I thought I had to restart. Yeah, yeah. So, Rashad, this is episode number 216 on, I guess, 14th of December 2020. You know, last year at this time, I think I was at episode 42 or 43, so we're a little bit ahead of schedule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But look, Rashad, welcome to the podcast and uh, you know, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company Receipt Depot. Um I'm I'm Rashad. Uh I've been um in the uh business world for last 22 years of my life. Yeah. Um uh, I was working on um big companies like a world-known brands like a Telesonera, Nokia, uh, on a different type of position, starting from for the credit control, ending with um, um, commercial control. Right. Uh, last six years, I live and reside in Calgary. And um, I, um, let's say, uh, worked for companies here, but the last two years, I decided to dedicate my life to some uh, private, let's say, um, management consulting. And at the same time, I started my uh, startup. Uh, initially, it was uh, with the one person. Yeah. Who was part of the startup and who recently decided to leave the project. Uh, but now uh, I'm running this startup, uh, which is basically focused on the providing the um, turnkey solution uh, for bookkeeping, um, for bookkeeping, management of bookkeeping records, yeah, uh, of the business transactions, and um, that's basically what I'm doing last two one one two years. Yeah. So that I mean, so interesting because you and I talked a little bit offline, and some mm -hmm. of your history working in treasury and financial management is that does that link and then go back to your days, you know, back in your home country. But does that link to what got you to say, I'm going to start my own business? Uh, yeah. Honestly, uh, there was several several 
reasons uh, for starting my own business is, uh, first of all, uh, I was, let's say, business-wise and experience-wise mature enough uh, professionally to up and run my own business. Sure. And I, I thought that, um, I mean, uh, I'm not interested anymore to be part of the big corporation where all the corporate uh, life is going on. Uh, I just wanted to do something my own and, uh, um, and see how it works. Uh, applying all my uh, professional skills, which I learned yeah. uh, working for those big, corp- big corporations. And the second reason actually was, uh, is that uh, uh, with my, w- with the previous part, we found, we discovered some uh, real weaknesses um, in, uh, in a way the business records are being recorded. And uh, no, matter, no matter that the, there are existing solutions, there, is, there are big solutions, such sure. as QuickBooks, FreshBooks, Zero, uh, ReceiptBack. And uh, when, we, uh, when we were meeting with customers, we realized that even though there are existing solutions, people are not either aware about them, yeah. they're not willing to use them for the reasons that they're not comfortable, they're too complicated, feature-loaded. Yeah. And, and this was actually... Uh, explicitly applicable to the specific niche of users, such as construction trace professionals, certain freelancers, yes. and uh, certain self-employed people. You know, I mean, see this. Let's go yeah. back because I want to. I want to go back to you know when I went over when I went overseas and I was in the you know former Soviet Union and Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and everyone was using even R- Russia. They were using the. 1C or Adines. Adines, yes, yes, I know about that one. You know, it's incredible. And they were doing major installs and paying a significant amount of money. And this goes back, we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, even before that, to your point about the QuickBooks and ACPAC was, you know, I think you're right. They're major, the installs were very complicated. And, it, you know, the, the use of them was usually took, you had to get a consultant in to teach you, to train you. I hear you. I mean, that, so that, yeah, yeah. so you're, who, who are your initial customers? Do you remember? Can you share some of the names or just, just in general what they did? Well, well, uh, well, the names, uh, let's say there's just general ordinary tradespeople, specifically yeah. flooring guys, uh, electricians, right. plumbers, and, and the roofers. You won't imagine these are the customers which we were providing some uh, accounting services yes. and some kind of consulting services, and they were our prime customers. But for the other businesses we, we were running, so what happened is that when we realized that they're basically hating, literally hating this bookkeeping stuff, yeah, because yep. a it's time-consuming, b they they keep losing their receipts because they just were busy <laughs> with their day-to-day life, yeah. And uh, this, we, okay, what's your core problem? Why why you hate it? Why don't you do this? And this answer was simple. In some cases, they said, "I just don't have time for this." Sure. In other cases, they say that, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there are a lot of applications, but they still ask. They still want me to uh, categorize my expenses. Oh, is this for spare parts, or this is for uh, the coffee <laughs> I bought for my customer? Uh, yeah, and so on and so forth. They hate this one too. So you know, it's incredible, like. Yeah. You know, listening to you about your the started some of your original customers those trades, I just had on my podcast the Myers Myers uh, Myers Norris Penny or MNP self employment program and he said over their thirty years nearly thirty years that they've had since nineteen ninety two 
the most common business that people go self-employed are trades, plumbers, electricians, yes. flooring yes. people. You're and literally you two should be talking because some of those or we will we'll get you together with Troy Deck because it's incredible that that's it that the accountant is the the last person people want to call, <laughs> right? That's uh, uh, absolutely yeah. And uh, the issue is that because of the reasons I mentioned, they want to just uh, pay no matter how much the accountant wants, and they want to forget about that. Yeah. And uh, they wanted they, they wanted that th this work is being done. So we thought that okay, in the time when everything can be outsourced and become seamless, why bookkeeping cannot become seamless? Yes. Why would why would uh, uh, a, a, any any self-employed person or small business owner would care about this one? What would deal with uh, will have to deal with the bookkeeping. So and we realized that there is no such seamless solution, hassle-free solution on the market. Why? Because QuickBooks says, hey, oh, you can do this, you can do that. But still, QuickBooks tells you, you have to do this as a business owner. Right, right. So we, we're, we're, our solution is simple. Forget about the book existence of the bookkeeping at all. We'll do it for you. All you have to do is just upload the receipts or expense yeah. documents, whatever they are, and it will be done seamlessly. And of course, somebody has to, um, uh, let's say, to report your taxes at the end of the month, but right. you don't have to deal with your bookkeeper until that moment. <laughs> so it's a once a month or once a year, depends on your, let's say, reporting frequency and stuff. So Receipt Depot allows you just make a picture of your expenses. Yeah. Forget about this. You or your accountant will get uh, the monthly reports in a professional manner, in a PDF, CSV, or Excel format, whichever is, is applicable or usable for your accountant, he will yes. use it to, to make your tax reporting. You know, Rashad, it's interesting. You talk, like, going back to the, the receipt, losing receipts, that's the typical, and I, I go back to my days working, I worked in my dad's account, accounting office here in Calgary, and literally the shoebox, you'd go through the shoebox, but those days, yeah, and I, we were, yeah, I was yeah. discussing this, we were going by hand and writing into the green ledger for accounts payable or receivable. Or, and yeah, then you yeah. carried those, physically carried it. You took the book and, and entered into the main general ledger. That's the yeah. accountant, you know, the hand handwritten. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the, this, is, this is exactly uh, one of the problems we solve. I mean, yeah, there is a chance that you will lose the expense, uh, oh, the yeah. expense document, sorry. Uh, but the beauty is that, uh, just like many, many solutions, we also uh, give you a chance of accessing your documents, the one you made a photo of, based on which we make your report, uh, within the seven years. So CRA requires you to keep the copies of your original documents for seven right. years. Right. Or, or originals for seven years, so that whenever they audit you, if they want to, uh, you will be able to justify your expenses. So. Um, you can access your any of your image uh, anytime you want. So they accept the, the digital. They'll accept the digital receipt or a copy of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like uh, as right. far as I know, yes, uh, CRA accepts uh, any evidence because right. you can easily check it. Because you know, like uh, the usual receipts, you know, day to day, um, uh, they're being warned off. Like uh, the the the. Oh, yeah. you know, like uh, the, I, mean, I mean, if you take the the old, because in my day, we were looking at the the day was a fax. 
So that paper was very different. It was a thin paper. Yeah. And it's yeah. gone. It fades, it fades away. Even regular receipts fade from Walmart or wherever. Yeah. And this is a major problem. Like uh, you cannot really count on the real paper. Uh, it just fades away uh, yeah. because it's, I don't know. It's, it depends on the paper quality or the print quality. I don't know. Sure. But it just fades away. And uh, what we help is that, hey, guys, like, uh, even if you don't have, you still have something to justify with the, with the CRA. That this is the expense I had. And uh, CRA usually considers because it just doesn't make sense to, I mean, if, if the customer lies, he lies. But most of the time, uh, the good, uh, good people, like, uh, they're not really lying and they're really sure. showing the digital versions. Yeah. But so let, CRA, CRA should be fine with that. Let's go to the actual text. So let's just get, here's an example. I have a bunch of receipts. I photocopy it or I, I PDF, I send it to you in a PDF. Is there a machine? Are you, what tech is, what tech do you use to pick that up? To As of today, uh, we use kind of hybrid, uh, hybrid approach. Uh, we use the AWS Textract um, OCR, which is, uh -huh. uh, yeah. which is pumped with the machine learning algorithm, which yeah. allows you to uh, read a certain data. So, uh, well, because of the kind of limited funding, we could not train our model to the perfect, to the perfect condition uh, where we would uh, be able to recognize absolutely everything. Right. Uh, but we still gather the most of the information and uh, we, uh, let's say, quality control it with uh, real people behind the, uh, the computer uh, to yeah. make sure that the data is accurate and the data is, is uh, let's say, categorized correctly based on the type of expense. You know, I'm glad you said AWS because that's been a, a common, recently some of the podcast guests I've had mm -hmm. on the, using AD, AWS to help their platform. And it's very affordable, often yeah. almost free. Yes. And yesterday, yes. yesterday I saw an article, AWS is going to train 25 million, free, give training to 25 million across the globe. Or so, I don't know the numbers exactly, but their mm -hmm. own people plus others to use how to use cloud services. And that's something that they're, they're working on. Maybe I'll find that article and send that to you, but that's, that's incredible. Yeah, we, let's say most of our hosting um, uh, services, we actually, for our hosting services, we use AWS. So yeah. for us, it was kind of natural decision uh, to go with the, their tech track technology, even yes. though we were considering the uh, Azure uh, text recognition and the Google text recognition. Uh, but again, like when you consider everything, implementation, integration, uh, price, uh, we realize that AWS for us is the best, uh, right. let's say, go-to go -to solution. So, so that's your back. Is that the back end? So is your tech, your platform is also on AWS? Or is there something else you use? Uh, no, no. Uh, we use from AWS, we use only OCR, text track recognition. So recognition right. of Azure text. Uh, yep. We have our own back end. Uh, we have uh, our... Uh, Apple iOS and uh, Google Google uh, Android platform uh, yeah. applications, and it's available like for both of them. Uh, right. So this is kind of must have in our case. Wait, so you said Google? What was the other one for backend? No, no, we didn't. We didn't use Google for backend. Uh, we we considered OCR recognition uh, technology from Google yes. and Microsoft Microsoft Azure. Okay. So your backend platform is, where's that built on? Your platform, like the, the tech, when I'm looking at your website, yeah. right? What does it sit, does it sit on 
you've coded this or you've had you've got a, an external coder somebody's made that platform for uh, you? yeah we we have uh well because of we're kind of self-financing we used uh yeah. we, we outsourced all our uh development uh to the uh let's say third-party company and they developed they, okay. they developed the back end the front end uh the web-based the web-based right. panels and the the ios android applications Oh, that's okay. That you said the iOS and Android. That was what it was. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a mobile mobile enabled app. I can see I'm on your website now. Yeah. You've got a button that says free tap and snap. Yeah. Google Store, Apple Store. So there's your two, the Android and the Apple. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get it now. Okay. So you've mobile enabled as well. So I can use it on the phone. Yes. Your your clients can use it and take a snapshot, upload it, that photo, and it converts into a and converts into the text, yeah. I guess, text or Excel spreadsheet to export out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let, like, so some of the tech, are you, are you linking, can the API of your clients, do you read, do they get, does that something they get across into? Well, uh, uh, we are, we, uh, let's say, uh, we don't really use any API with any platform right now. It's, uh, it's okay. a, and, uh, it's a, let's say, if you, if you look at the, maturity level application we from yes. technology point of view we we had to keep it absolutely sim uh, simple and with the approach right. of minimum viable product uh we could not uh, let's say financial effort to do all these uh integrations with uh, let's say existing accounting solutions such as quickbooks zero or freshbooks sure, sure. otherwise we, we yeah. would do that too uh we would have to develop the uh let's say our api uh, and uh then would be able to integrate with them, or we would be, we would have we also considered to make uh, the uh, linkage to the Google Drive and Dropbox, which is the most frequently used one as a storage. But right. uh, but instead we we dis we decided that since we're not targeting the accountants first of all, we're we're targeting specifically <laughs> trades people, people who are very yeah. simple, people who don't care about all this. They just literally don't. Well, there's no incentive, right? If, as you said to your point earlier, if it's very difficult for them, there's no incentive other than to leave it for some accountant to settle. Absolutely. To manually go through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? And besides yeah. that, there are all of the existing solutions. I mean, we're not competing with QuickBooks. We're not competing with all these guys. All we do is we're trying to, we, we provide the solution for the niche, which is actually nobody, I, I don't want to say on kind of, bad but nobody cares about like uh, the quickbook doesn't care about really uh, the trace people they don't care about the small business because uh, they ask you to be quite advanced in the tech in the usage of the software which but even if you aren't you but know, they don't want to Rashad, be even, they don't want to be Alan. even if you yeah they don't exactly. want to be they don't want to yeah no, i mean the accountant the the trades guy is gonna guy or girl they're gonna work all you know 14 hour days whatever it is and at the end of the day, you don't want to sit and and, and uh, plug in a bunch of, you know, sheets and uh, worksheets or uh, receipts into the into the computer. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I hear exactly. You. So, or, or like, a, since there is all the existing solutions, all we wanted to do is just to make a very simple and literally seamless solution for those trades people and the self-employed people, so that they but they, they forget about that. But think, I mean, even if you take. You know, say say some uh, people with apartment. I'm I'm just thinking out loud here, but imagine like apartment owners or property managers, right? They're saying they've got four yeah. or five, maybe ten units. Yeah. They're also they're not trades, 
but they also don't want elaborate systems or some small business restaurants, right? Yeah. They it depends on if they're one person, one restaurant or the deli. You've got a lot. I think this goes this goes further than just the trades. It's small businesses who don't. And now with COVID, they can't afford to put in big installs. Yeah, and actually, we made our minor research, market research in Canada. It was before the COVID. Uh, the yeah. the approximate niche uh, only in Canada is around two point two million people. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of businesses will suffer and shut down because of the COVID. They are sure, they are all sure. shutting down, but it evolves people to the more digital business. So even though uh, there are some people who shut down, but you still have to have some plumbers, some some technicians, electricians. They still have to <laughs> yeah. work. So uh, yeah. partially, yeah. our niche stays the same even the, during the COVID times. But uh, eventually, part of the niche evolves to the digital platform, YouTubers. I don't know, um, yeah. podcasters like yourself, <laughs> partially. Yeah. yeah, I mean, any person who is online and who trying to make digital content, they, I'm, not sh- I'm not confident that they would want to deal with their bookkeeping. They would still want to do some, uh, something which they uh, earn money from and uh, not, take, not taking care about the bookkeeping. No, no, I agree. And I think, you know, it's, it's the, the, the small businesses out there, again, I, to my point about COVID, and we can, you and I can talk about some of the, what you've seen, is people are pivoting to, to, to digital and pivoting. That takes time to, to learn. Yes. They, take, they need to learn about the whole process. And you, if you can make it easier for them, some other side of their business, like the receipts, that helps. But let's, let's speak to your, before we talk about some of your clients, let's speak to your own pivot, because you did a little bit of pivoting a couple of years ago and studying and learning about coding maybe you want to share that uh, that's my that's my still passion uh so i am absolutely uh, i mean until uh, 2018 or even 17 i i had an impression that coding and me is just like uh, uh i mean earth and the sky so i mean i'm, I'm yeah. too far away from this but uh, I just wanted to understand the technology behind in order to be able to sure. decide when I, I want to go to start up and uh, how I'm going to talk to programmers, how I'm going to explain what I want, how I'm going to know that they're not cheating me by providing, sure. by offering some outdated technology just to make cost saving. So uh, I started to to just dig, dig into the technology and I realized that it's a, it's a world of an ocean of opportunities uh, which will allow you to basically materialize any of your dreams if you uh, will be able to learn how to do it yourself. Plus, yes. again, I'm, I'm expressing like I am self-financing. I didn't, well, even though I raised some money already, uh, but before that, uh, I was thinking like I will use my own money and I will use, but in order to efficiently use my own money, I can actually yeah. invest into myself, into my self-development and then can go from there. Uh, so that did that help? So were you before you came up with the receipt depot? Yeah. You had already looked at the. You were looking at data camp. That's that you attended a data camp. Yeah, actually, that was yeah, that, actually, that? yeah. I I actually got the data science scientist uh, certification from data camp. So I on a not bad level uh, of the Python, but with the data science coding and uh, Postgre database, SQL based databases. Uh, I know yep. I know yep. some Git. I know some uh, Bash. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I know some Bash so and Shell. So all these things 
on a, uh, some of them at basic level, some of them at intermediate level. Uh, I kind sure, of, I kind of sure. mastered them. And uh, this has partially helped me in my startup, even though it's not related directly. No, but that, see, I, to your point about the awareness and, you know, the accountant, like, you know, you're not an accountant, but you kind of learned a little bit what, about the, the pain points and what would really work. One, you came up with one solution for, to help an accountant. You're not, as you said, I'm not here to, to solve ACPAC or QuickBooks or whatever. So here's the same thing. You're not going to be a coder, but you're kind of got an appreciation for what they're doing. You've learned, you got a little bit of appreciation for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, this has uh, also helped me from business point of view uh, in order yes. like, uh, how to choose the technological stack. Uh, why you would you choose one technology stack over the other one? What kind of database do you use? How uh, fast or how problemless you can scale your database and your application? And uh, these are the most critical questions uh, you, you, you have to ask yourself, plus how easy to find uh, professionals, since you, I am outsourcing, how it will be easy to yes. find our professionals here in Canada after you will generate enough revenue to pay them money uh, or you will raise money enough to pay them salary and domesticate, basically, if I can say so, uh, the software development here uh, in Canada so that it is more safer. So all these questions are critical questions. I had to have uh, the very, let's say, I have to I had to be opinionated in order to be able to, to decide uh, how I want to go and proceed with the technology st stack and so on. Plus, in front of the investors, I needed to show potentially I needed to show the knowledge and deep understanding of what I'm doing and why I'm doing, even though I don't have a technical guy in my team. So let's go, let's go to, now you're talking about fundraising, because it sounds like you did, you bootstrapped yourself. Yeah. Did you find venture capital or seed capital? Maybe, maybe you can ex to expand upon that. A yeah, little I mean, um, I have nothing to hide. Uh, we raised $20,000 uh, from, let's yeah. say, friends, friends and family. Uh, at that point, at that point uh, with a $400,000 evaluation uh, of our, let's say, little startup. Uh, and it was before we launched, before we brought it to the condition you see it right now. Uh, and uh, that's the major, let's say, funds raising we had. Uh, now, it's been like already more than a year since we raised those money. Uh, we are now um, doing what we're doing. And we're interested uh, to find, of course, uh, the strong partner uh, yes. who would be able to help us to grow across Canada um, quickly and uh, go to U.S. market too, because a U.S. market is ten times bigger than Canadian market, and this will allow us to uh, grow uh, faster as a company. Sure. I, I, going back to the in terms of your comments earlier, though, is in building that platform and finding the tech. That must not have been easy finding someone to build your platform. Mm. That was an interesting experience. We actually failed at the beginning, so. Uh, we have chosen a company, third-party company, and they in Upwork, you know, this uh, platform uh, for freelancers. Uh, oh, no, what's it, what's it Upwork. called? Sorry. Shout Upwork. Out. Upwork. Upwork. Yeah. It's a very... They're here in Calgary? No, no, no. no. It's, a, it's, a, it's a worldwide uh, freelancing platform, big platform. Nice. It's a huge organization. There are, uh, I would say, thousands of the professionals in different areas, starting from finance, 
and ending with, uh, I don't know, uh, copywriters. But uh, right. yeah, but the, the guys there, uh, basically, it's kind of, imagine LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, yes. and not from this kind of professive profiles point of view, from the point of view of where you uh, suggest your services, people come there to yeah. find somebody to do a specific job, and they pay, and you pay money, and this is platform also used for uh, securing both sides that the customer uh, will get the job, and the uh, em- uh, employee or let's the one you hired will get the money for the job done. So they kind of in between, they help you to mitigate that uh, risk. I'd never heard this is it's, it's like a fiber. I don't know. If you well, fiber. Yeah, I heard fiber. I would say fiber is is another level. Uh, even though they do the same conceptually, but Upwork is yeah. uh, more for real professionals for, I don't know, AWS, uh, for backend development with uh, uh, a lot of experience. Sure. By the way, you easily can find guys from Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, from Russia, from Belarus, very competent guys, very strong guys in the sense, in sense what they're doing. Well, it's interesting, you know, the fiber. Hello? Hello. Alan? I think I got cut off there. Yeah. So I was just saying that the fiber is more for your tradesmen, your plumbers, versus the upwork is more, as you said, building the back end and real real sophisticated technical yeah. professionals. Yeah. 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 So initially we found a company there, but <laughs> uh it uh, after working with them, even though they delivered what they were supposed to, but they did not, uh, their salespeople were, were better than their the developers. So the salespeople sold us the service yeah. and they made the right impression. Uh, but the, the people who were developing it, they did not do the job 100% the way we wanted. Uh, so we had to hire another guy, another guy, again, from Upwork, uh, again, b- based on our, let's say, judgment, professional experience. Right. We chose another company, and that second company is fabulous. It's, it's nice. fantastic. It's outstanding, nice. I would say. Well, so look. So this is, the way, this is the way we kind of find our workforce. So I, I, you know, I want to go back to something you said about the, 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 you know, some of the people on that platform. I had, a, I had a meeting not too long ago with Erkan Atakanov. So Erkan is a, mm-hmm. he comes from, I think he's from Uzbekistan. So Erkan, but he's got the small business office here in Calgary for auditor. He's an auditor. Yeah. And one of the things he yeah. said to me, he goes, I'm outsourcing the back office accounting, bookkeeping, and they're using Uzbek, Uzbek nationals and, you know, people from that region to do accounting work. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, yeah. maybe you guys should talk. I'll, I'll, I'll cook you guys. Well, I know, I know him. I know, you know him. Okay. Uh, I know, yeah, I know Erkin very well. Uh, and uh, well, basically, if you look at the what we're yeah. doing, uh, the people who are actually controlling the quality behind the scene, these are the people which I outsource uh, also out to the countries yeah. because it's a cost efficient. Sure. Look, even Xerox, even Xerox at the time, I remember when they they offered the the scanning and digitalization of services, and. Basically, people sitting in India, they were doing that manual job and putting the sure. data. 
So it's a kind of best practice of globalization. Well, it's not. And if you if you said to the least if the least cost producer the same kind of work, well, you 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 can outsource. Mm-hmm. There's that's the reason to outsource. You're not going to grow bananas. Yeah. I just you know the example of growing bananas in uh, the middle of Canada when you in Africa they do it better and much more affordable. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so this is fantastic. I mean, look. So the the social media side. What is you know I'm I'm thinking how to use this. Do you guys have a YouTube or people show people how to how to upload how easy it is do you have anything like that well uh well we didn't do uh that type of video yes in youtube in our youtube channel we have uh, posted some basic um videos about the what is this about yeah uh, if you go to youtube there are like a some some promoting video style and there is a video which is kind of presentation style uh targeting any type of uh potential audience uh, which says, okay, this what this about? Yeah. Uh, even bookkeepers, even bookkeepers can use us as a as a platform. Sure, yeah. Which instead of instead of outsourcing to Uzbekistan, for example, <laughs> you can actually outsource it to Receipt Depot. Receipt Depot will do everything for bookkeeping purposes for you. Upload it, put it in a professional manner. Yeah. yeah, and you forget about the bothering yourself finding any person somewhere in in the world to do this. So basically, consider. A receipt depot is a Uzbekistan inside of Canada, <laughs> <laughs> which actually allows you to do this absolutely seamlessly. Uh, I really, I got it because you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a diversion here. And I'm gonna come back to social media in a second. But literally, I first went over to, to Russia in 1995, and someone told me, "Oh, you're an account." You know, they told me the word for bookkeeper, right? For bookkeeper, yeah, really bookkeeper. just means bookkeeper, right? Bookkeeper. Yeah. But there's yeah. a song, and then then. I, we're at the bar one night, and there's like, and there's a song playing. Oh, this song's for you, and I'm like, what? And it's you know, Moy Bugalter. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think it's a... <laughs> that's the <a> 90s. <laughs> that's a... <laughs> right. Yeah, remind me of my youth. Yeah. Who, okay, who sings? What language sings a song about the accountant? Right. Other than here, they make fun. In Canada and North America, they make fun of accountants. So, and I'm I've been an accountant all my life, but I love that. So. You know, I just have to. I, I would play that song for you, but I don't have that kind of technology. But for your youth, but let's. You know, I'm thinking. So TikTok, and I'm going to say TikTok. Why is it? Because I listened to a recently a podcast or an episode. They were talking about TikTok as a learning platform, and what that means is short form video getting people to you know conversion into other areas. And I'm thinking, you know, kids need to you know that learn about this stuff early, learn about the accounting and you know, simple stuff, right? Yeah. So if you did some kind of, you found some influencers on TikTok and said, you know, showed some some boomer carrying a box of receipts. You okay, boomer? And then he's just, you know, he or she scans the receipts. Dad, here you go. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that could just have, that could play. You'd have to work on that one, but I think it would work. Um, actually, yes. Uh, that's really good point. And I was thinking about actually, though I, I kind of, I came across with uh, TikTok for business uh, advertisement from TikTok recently. And I was thinking about this, but um, uh, I need to kind of really find a way how I can use this well, you uh, find, for my benefit. You know what they say? So they, they, they say for the, and the reason I thought about Boomer, because uh, I mean, this is going to the NFL football. There was a guy for Cincinnati Bengals called Boomer Esiason. And so Boomer is the derogatory term for people my age. But the, there's a TikTok star last last football NFL the the um the Super Bowl they took the TikTok star 
I can't remember her name. And they took Boomer and they, they played up the two things. Hey, okay, Boomer, you know. And so I think, you know, Boomer's Boomer, uh, the Boomer out there, but, you know, the TikTok stars, they can, you know, you bring in, they can bring young kids in to, so that when you go to LinkedIn, you know, you're like, agree. you said, mom, dad, yeah. are you guys still using those old boxes? You know, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. and then you run the ad, That's true. your kids are showing, you run the ad on LinkedIn. Are you still using those old boxes? Look what your kids are doing. And they're, they're running the newspaper or they're running their, you know, their business. And I'm telling you, not no word of, you know, Rashad on my podcast, I've had several student businesses, you know, on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that's, you know, that linkage, you know, if you take Flamingo Investments, they're Mount Royal University students and they have their, and they're, you know, they're doing fractional investments for $5, you know, allowing students to invest as opposed to using some, some old boomer platform. Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. So I just wanted to say that because I think, I think there's a fun play field and it's free and you can get organic yeah, reach. Yeah. You know, you get first yeah, of all on yeah. LinkedIn and, and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn and uh, TikTok, they're free and you can get organic reach. You can get people to really, you know, without without too much effort and, and no money. So anyway, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. we can talk that offline because I like those kind of ideas. Yeah. But, so look, look, in terms of you, you mentioned something on your fundraising and you bootstrapped a little bit friends and family. Have you have you done any accelerators and those, you know, the, those I don't know, advisory type places? Yeah, um, we applied uh, at the beginning of 2020, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, end of, the, to end of 2019, we applied to the accelerator, Calgary-based uh, uh, accelerator. Uh, we, uh, I mean, Peter, Peter Bianchov, I think, and Thomas are kind of co-founders of that right. uh, accelerator. Uh, and we were part of it uh, for six months. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and then uh, this is where we oh, we were kind of shortlisted among many startups and were accepted to that uh, accelerator. Right. Uh, then uh, we uh, well, well, we benefited a lot. We've met a lot of uh, very uh, bright people and uh, a lot of venture capitalists, including the Patrick Law, and there was, an, I think, I I was not the one who was meeting, but this was Richard, I think, right. uh, from Valhalla. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, it was very beneficial for us. Uh, we also, uh, as a startup, were shortlisted to showcase in Startup Calgary annual event, a launch party. Right. Uh, this year. Uh, I mean, honestly, we didn't really think of uh, being there, but we just applied. Okay, it works. It works. And it was also good experience, even though it was not in person because of the COVID, sure. uh, but uh, we kind of had a, a virtual exhibition, virtual lo- launch party where we showcased our uh, startup. Nice. So we kind of got a little, two little acknowledgements, I would say, uh, and uh, and uh, interest from the uh, Alberta, let's say, startup uh, ecosystem or or community, and it was kind of good. To, to see this so that 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 was kind of in a covid period now so you started your business before covid and do you can, can you compare and contrast the two in terms of your customers and, and to people you reached out anything that you want to compare and contrast like it's it's really not set what you have to say just any any ideas that you can share with share with the listeners out there so uh 
we we launched technically we launched in September uh, 2020 like we we launched in in COVID times oh, but okay. yeah. uh, all this time all this time we had uh, our better users uh, better users complain that their business is is down in general right so and these are these better users are trades construction trades professionals so they were they were so, testing they were testing out the platform over the last six months, they, yeah. they were they were actually using it and paying us money. Oh, okay. Uh, they they were not only better testing yeah, yeah. and uh, telling their experience. They also were happy to pay us money. By the way, we uh, I'm kind of off topic. Thirty percent of those users happen to be using QuickBooks at the same time yeah. with Receipt Depot. Yeah. So even though they are, they were paying for QuickBooks, they were also happily using Receipt Depot, and that was a big indicator for us. So. These people, these people now complain because we know some of them personally <laughs> that overall, overall business is down. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, when the business is down, less expenses, so they they not they don't need that much right. uh, our application. Right. And this is, I think, everybody is impacted by by this kind of slowdown in business. So, is there anything like in terms of how you? changed and maybe how you found customers maybe is there something innovative yes you know how you reached out to your customers anything you want to share so anyways um, honestly nothing superstitious but uh what we we tried digital marketing campaigns yeah uh we understood who is the uh, who is now to target better yes uh we we're planning to make next week another trial and error campaigns to adjust and fine tune our uh, targeting ni- targeting niche, but what we what we understand right now is, of course, not only trust professionals should be the focus for us, but mainly freelancers, self-employed people, sure, uh, and uh, small businesses. Uh, we need to target in order to be able to survive as a business as a solution. But even like even the small bit, there's a lot of. As I've seen, say, on Instagram and, and so forth, there's a lot of small businesses starting up by e-commerce right on yes. e-commerce sites. They're just selling online, like an Amazon. Yeah. Like those people, there's a lot. They're tradespeople themselves, right? They're just small business people, and they have expenses and all that together as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we're kind of now fine-tuning on. Uh, because we both we, we, we realize uh, with the people who I do this marketing, we realize that this is exactly what just requires is a, a bit of uh, attention to the details in terms of the targeting niche. Yeah. And uh, it should be fine. Uh, I don't see any major problems, uh, but the time will show. I mean, the marketing results will show. Yeah. I mean, the Instagram, for my view, Instagram is full of SMEs or small businesses Facebook groups, there's a lot of different groups, not just in, in Calgary, but across the globe. In fact, I had a discussion with a company out of Israel, and they do a loyalty program. And maybe that's something that maybe you guys can partner up, and I'll send you offline, because we had a chat because okay. of a LinkedIn post, and we connected on LinkedIn, and he called me, and he said, you know, we're targeting, we use Facebook groups. And, I, you know, he was saying, you know, your community. But in my mm-hmm. community here, where I'm in southwest Calgary, there's not a separate Facebook. I couldn't find it. But in, he said in, mm-hmm. in Israel, in, in Tel Aviv, he said, there's so many small business groups. And they get that's how he gets a lot of his, you know, to, the people to use his platform or their platform. 
But uh, you know, that's something mm-hmm. we can talk offline, uh, Rashad. Yeah, I think yeah, with pleasure, with pleasure. Yeah, there's a link there because he's targeting small business loyalty and all that. But so look, I, you know, it's a, in terms of the how do people find the the receipt depot? Uh, now uh, people find uh, through our uh, we have Instagram account. We have kind of we try to uh, promote there. We don't do it actually last couple of weeks because of the certain administrative issues yeah uh, but uh starting from next week uh within the next three months we will be active very on instagram we have instagram we have uh facebook uh we have linkedin so these are three major platforms which we will be uh, posting regularly yeah. and trying to attract people uh i am trying i'm planning to use more uh for digital advertising specifically facebook and instagram because we believe more in this rather than uh, in, in Google search and uh, TikTok, something which I will consider in, uh, indeed, because uh, as you said, all this era of the digitization and e-commerce and uh, the digital content producers, such as YouTubers and stuff, uh, are our potential uh, target yeah. uh, group. And for that exactly reason, we need to use uh, TikTok uh, too. On top of the mentioned yeah, uh, I mean, platform, the, so the TikTok, this is what we I can't say how you do it, and we, you know you can test the waters, but I think there's a linkage to LinkedIn, and there's no there's no surprise I give you that link because if children start talking about your how easy it is if they're for the, let's just say newspaper, but kids are so innovative these days when they do become business LinkedIn professionals, they're or they yeah. could influence their parents, you know, because yeah. their parents are boomers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and so that joke that plays out really well. Uh, maybe not, you know, in certain countries, maybe not. But I think in North America, where you said your targets, you know, Canada and, and the U.S., two big markets for that. Maybe not so, you know, maybe in, in Central Asia, it won't go off so well. But oh, so wait, your Instagram handle is what is that? Uh, Receipt Depot Inc. Oh, OK. So we have, uh, I think you have it on Twitter as well. Uh, on Twitter, yeah, we have it on Twitter, too. Yes. Same, the same. By the way, I forgot about Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, Twitter's a different. Twitter's a little different. I mean, my experience, it's there and there's a lot of dialogue on, but it's it's really tough. It's really, it's really, it's been. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of, uh, it's a professional. If I want to get some message out there, I'll use uh, Twitter, but mainly for attraction of the real users is the, the platforms we discussed, including the uh, Instagram and, and TikTok. But I think also the, the LinkedIn, because it's business. I know you're not going to find a lot of trades on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Like I just even yeah. a lot of my podcast guests, I can't find their profile on LinkedIn. And I say to a lot of them, I said, you know, but if you, whatever your business is, if there's businesses could use this, you should be on that platform. So Facebook is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know who they are, where, you know, but if you take. As you said, some people are already using QuickBooks and so forth. Maybe it's maybe some of your target could be they could be on LinkedIn as well. I don't I don't know. Maybe you take those face TikTok videos and place them on uh, on LinkedIn and just show people. But that could be some fun. Yeah. Well, well, well. Actually, um, I'm not let's say saying no to LinkedIn in general because in LinkedIn I can find potentially the bookkeepers uh, who might want to optimize their right. uh, routine right. and. Uh, yeah, and let's say they don't want to spend their valuable time on bookkeeping. So we can be a uh, very good use for them. So LinkedIn potentially for us is the bookkeeping companies uh, or, or, book, or accounting companies 
who we might attract uh, uh, to use it. Because, okay, very often customers come with a lot of work for them to do for their customers. That's right. So use us, use us to do the work which you cannot force uh, to make an organized way your customers. And your customer recommend us to your customers and customers will give you a very, in a very accurate manner, all you need to do the uh, quarterly and annual tax reports. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, if you can remove friction from people, make people happier, they'll talk, yeah, they'll yeah. be big fans. I mean, yeah, that's one thing, you know, to think about is in terms of social media, getting some of those customers to be your fans, whether you do a YouTube, you know, on a YouTube discussion or whether you, you know, you just get them to give a testimonial. But that those fans, they can be your big social media. They can help you with your social media advertising and in, in, in directly. I totally agree with you. Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah, because if they're happy, they're happy. They're going to shout about it. If they're mad, you know, the friction or whatever they're doing. And yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rashad, really, is there anything else? The last word from from you to say, you know, about your business or anything for the, the listeners out there? Because I have a lot of small business, uh, you know, SMEs that have been on my podcast, the guests. Anything you want to share with some of the community out there? Uh, well, nothing, nothing to be to be too specific. I, but if you would ask me, what's the uh, most important thing you should consider if you do uh, a startup? Uh, and uh, I would, I, I would say that uh, if you're doing some technological startup like my mine, the software is the most critical one. Is just is just a selection of the right um like te- technological team or the company you work with right because this is this is where the uh, most uh, fundamental uh of basis of the any organization starts from yeah uh and the rest is just like everybody's profession in their own areas and i think they will find out uh, their way but the most important is that uh is a, it's a selection of the uh, pay attention a lot to the uh, people who you select for the um, for your startup uh, for for develop your software because they can look nice. Uh, they put forward a nice salespeople, but when it comes to the delivery, uh, you have to make sure you have to find your way to make sure that the the delivery team is the right team. Well, and I think you you know that to your point earlier about you you learned a little bit about the the Python and, and data science, but you, you pick the professional who's good at what they do and that's your partner. So the two to get, you understand, but they're, they're the professional. They, that's what they're trained for. And you're trained as a business person. So I, I, the two to come together nicely. Yeah. 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 But uh, in, in that area, even my, uh, let's say my ability or my knowledge was not enough. To make that job. Oh no! Yeah, no, but, no. I agree. Yeah, uh, that's 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 my major point. Sure. Uh, is that you you can negotiate things, you know high level what is this, but uh, if you don't have a technical guy with a deep knowledge and understanding, no, no, uh, it, it, there is a high chance that uh, you will if you outsource these things, there's a high chance that you might end up facing a lot of problems which you sure. cannot see at the beginning. Yeah. Well, Rashad, thank you so much. But thank you for coming on today and really stay safe and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.